Aging Matters is brought to you in part by Kathy Corridan, Senior Real Estate Specialist. Kathy is a realtor with KW Metro Center in Alexandria and works with seniors in Alexandria, Arlington, and D.C. to make selling their home and moving less stressful and more successful. More information is available at 703-971-7237 or ccatkw at gmail.com. Good afternoon and welcome to the 200th Aging Matters program on Arlington Independent Media's community radio station, WERALP Arlington, 96.7 FM. I'm Cheryl Beversdorf, your host, and I want to thank you for listening to this Milestone Aging Matters program. To make things easier for taxpayers this year, the Internal Revenue Service has extended the 2020 tax year filing deadline to May 17, 2021. After that date, penalties, interest, and additions to tax will begin to accrue on any remaining unpaid balances. In Northern Virginia, trained volunteers are helping older adults prepare their income tax return and responding to questions of those preparing and preferring to prepare their own 1040 form. My guest today is Jim Morris, tax aide with the AARP Tax Aid Program and the IRS Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program. Jim's going to talk about information taxpayers need to know this year when preparing their tax return, and he'll also discuss these tax assistance programs for older adults and how to get help from volunteer tax experts. So welcome, Jim, and thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Cheryl, for having me back on Aging Matters. All right. Well, Jim, I already mentioned about this extension for taxpayers on the federal level. Now, is there a new date for state returns? The Virginia due date has been changed from May 1st to May 17th to match the new federal date. Once they file their their taxes, then... What do you think will be the average waiting time for a, a tax refund? And and if people are waiting because they need their that that refund, is it possible to to inquire about when it'll be received? When uh, filed electronically, it usually is about two weeks for a direct deposit of a federal refund. To check the status of that refund. The best way is through the internet, irs.gov slash refunds, and that would be after two days. There is a phone option, but you must wait three weeks after the electronic filing to call 1-800-829-829. One nine five four. Okay, so Jim, I understand that in recent months there have been laws that have been signed that include 
tax provisions. And now we're going to kind of get into more of the technical aspects, which I know you know so well. Help us understand which are the most important that affect older citizens. Let's start there. There are two. The first went into effect last year and eliminates the prohibition of IRA contributions after age 70 and one-half. The other took effect this year, and now anyone over 64 may be eligible for the earned income credit. These two age discrimination rules are rescinded. Okay, and and this applies I, I, because I I don't know a lot about taxes. So is this both on the federal level and the state level, or it just applies to the federal? It doesn't uh, affect the state. Okay, okay. Another aspect pertains to unemployment, which of course has been a huge problem this year and a situation for older adults as well as younger people. So as I understand it, it's been reported in the news that retroactively some unemployment that was received last year will not be uh, federally taxed. And and so if that's the case, what what can be done for someone who has already filed and also for someone who has not filed? Well, for most taxpayers, the first $10,200 on unemployment will not be taxed. For those who file before March 19th, what to do has not yet been decided. We are waiting for guidance from the IRS. And when is that going to come out? I mean, how since we're already in the tax season, do you have any idea when that's going to taxpayers will be able to find that out, Jim? No, we just we just have to wait and see. I check every day to see, you know, what's what have they decided on unemployment. But an important thing to remember is it is not taxable in Virginia. But Maryland DC did tax it, but probably are not gonna tax the unemployment this time. Let's also talk about stimulus payments. That was also a very important issue for maybe older adults as well. Now, will the stimulus payments be taxable? The welcomed answer is no. Oh, good. They are not taxable by either the IRS or any state. So, and regardless of the amount. Correct. All right. And... Is interest paid by the IRS for a delayed refund, is that taxable? Unfortunately, yes, it is taxable. And the taxpayer should have received a letter early in the year showing the exact amount of the interest paid. And it is also taxable by Virginia. How about uh, Social Security income? Is that taxable? Well, that depends on other income. The amount of Social Security that might be taxed ranges from zero to 85 percent. And does that depend then on what the the income is? Or can you talk a little bit more about that so people understand? Because Social Security is so important for older adults. Well, if someone just gets Social Security, they're not going to have to pay taxes. I see. 
because some people are filing to get the stimulus because the way they did it, they're referring back to like 2019 taxes. And if you didn't have to file in 2019, you didn't get the second stimulus. And one thing I also, I know we're going to talk a little bit more about how your programs are helping uh, individuals uh, find out some of the answers to these questions, but um, maybe you could uh, interject here, Jim, is there another way or is there a way for people who really have questions besides coming to these assistance programs to call somebody? Is the IRS standing by 24-7 to answer these kind of technical questions? You might want to try to find the answer online, but uh, I'm going to give you some phone numbers for the federal Okay. The first one is if you have questions, and that number is 1-800-829-1040, repeating that number, 1-800-829-1040. Now, if someone wants to order forms, that number is 1-800-829-1040. Now, in Virginia, and this number is not toll-free, folks, 804-367-8031. Because I guess in the past, wasn't it true that people could pick up uh, the, the 1040 forms at the library, which I know is closed right now, but... Wasn't that the way it used to be before the yes, pandemic? Yes, that, that's the way that it used to be. Yes. Um, you now have to go to the IRS office, and unfortunately, they closed the one that was nearby at Bailey's Crossroads. And you have to go out to Vienna, but it's a whole new world going into an IRS office now. They even make people stand outside regardless of the weather and only let a few people in at a time. At the Bailey's Crossroads, they used to have the forms down in the lobby. You could just go into the lobby, and if you could find the forms and the booklets that you wanted, you were all set. Otherwise, you know, then you could go upstairs and, and then wait in, wait in line, but you didn't have to be six feet apart. Thank you for that information. Getting back to some of the more technical aspects of this, uh, this process that we need to go through, I'd like to talk about the earned income credit. And for persons who are eligible for the earned income credit, what is the new look back option? Well, because of the pandemic, a law was passed, and that allows the taxpayer to use the amount of earned income back to the 2019 return if it was larger instead of the earned income that you come up with for 2020 return, and that will result in a larger credit. Will people know who they are in terms of whether they are eligible for that earned income credit? Yes, they 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 would know. Uh, they might not know to look back, but if they go to have somebody prepare their taxes, they'll know to, to double-check that. Okay, because I didn't know whether there was certain information that they would need to either have or share with whoever is preparing their their taxes. To. Well, if, if I were doing their taxes, I would need to have their 2019 return to see what their earned income credit was last year. Let's say last year it was $300. 
And when I calculate this year, it's only $200. i am allowed to go and just take that $300 number and plug it in. Okay. Well, that's that's good to good to know because, as I said, this is a very technical uh, topic, and um, it's it's helpful to to know exactly whether you're eligible for some of these uh, um, write-offs or whatever you want to call it. There's even a more technical question here about the recovery rebate credit online 30. This is really getting into the weeds here, but okay. um, <laughs> well, this is this is new. I don't like the name, but anyway, this credit is for someone who received none or just part of the stimulus payments they were entitled to. So this is to sort of catch up on your stimulus payments that you didn't get. Now, a good example of that would be a child born uh, in 2020. So that child would not have shown up on the 2019 return. Okay. And so you're talking about children, are you? But for older adults, is this something that would be likely to uh, uh, be relevant for them as far as you know, when they're preparing their tax return? Well, as I mentioned earlier, um, let's say they didn't have to file in 2019. If they didn't file in 2019, they would not have gotten the second stimulus payment because the second stimulus payment was based upon your 2019 return. So if they didn't file in 2019, they would not have gotten the second one, even though they were entitled to it. All right. Well, let's turn to charitable contributions. Hopefully, that's something that oftentimes I would imagine that older adults rely on that a lot. And maybe given the status of many uh, not-for-profit organizations this year that really desperately needed contributions and that. So if, if an individual who is preparing their tax return, is, is it true that now individuals can get some charitable contributions deducted even if they don't itemize? Kind of walk us through there what the difference would be as to whether they'd itemize and uh, whether they didn't, and then how the the charitable contribution deduction would apply to, to both. Okay. Well, normally the only time it pays to itemize is if all the things that you can claim as itemized deductions is more than the standard deduction. So most seniors, if they paid for their home, are, won't be itemizing. But this is an, a new wrinkle they've put into it. Uh, and and that's, this is on line 10B, Bravo, on the 1040. And another thing is it only applies to cash contributions. When you itemize, you can put cash contributions plus any donations of clothing and a car and stuff like that. This one, it's only cash contributions, and it can, it's only up to $300 per return. Now, they've already set it up to be changed for the 2021 taxes, and that's going to, for a couple, it will go up to $600. Now, whether it's a single or a couple, it's limited to $300. 
Next year, it'll be $300 for a single, $600 for um, couples. All right. Let's turn a little bit, Jim, to the overall process again of paying your taxes. And because there's been so many different examples of scams or fraud, in fact, I've had a number of, of radio programs really devoted to that topic, we also hear about the IRS calling you. And explain why it's so important to understand about whether or not the IRS would ever call or email a person about tax issues. No, the the IRS would only contact a taxpayer through regular mail, snail mail. A call or an email is a red flag for a scam. And so people, you're basically saying they should delete the email and... Um, and not pick up the telephone. I guess I would also just to kind of elaborate on that, Jim, if they were going to send a, a, a snail mail, would it be, say, after the tax season deadline is over? Unfor- unfortunately, sometimes it's two or three years later, and it makes it difficult to go back for people to try to figure out, what's this all about? They're not very prompt in ask, you know, sending out these the notice to you. Okay, well, in a way, that's good to know. I mean, I guess you really have to go and find where all of those forms were from two or three years back. But at least it's it's more comforting to know that you've got a little time, hopefully, uh, by getting the the snail mail. Another aspect of of this year that you've been talking about the difference is how is the 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 tax form for 2020 the the 1040 it, how is it different from the previous years what what are the the factors that people should be looking for well the 1040 has more lines and more numbered lines so it is not easy to compare what you're doing now to last year's entries. Another thing that people should be aware of is that the 1040 SR for seniors, for no good reason, has ballooned to four pages with the regular 1040 staying at two pages. Any idea why that happened? Have no idea. It makes makes absolutely no sense because for 2019, they were basically identical, except the 1040 SR was in larger print with a lot of white space at the bottom on both of them. I mean, you've been doing taxes now for 25 years. Is this kind of what to expect each year? Uh, you don't know the variables or the reasons behind why they they change the tax form? I mean, is it new laws? or What, what can you tell us about that? Well, it's because... Even though they say they're going to simplify, each year the taxes get more complicated. There's more lines to fill out. So they run, they've run out of space on, on the form. The, the 1040 used to be just one two-sided form. Now it's a two-sided form and three extra pages called Schedule 1, 2, and 3. 
But remember, they used they said that they were going to cut the um, the tax return down to a postcard size. Yes. All right. Well, what they did was they cut it down so that they only used half of a page on two sides, and then they added the three extra uh, pages, schedule one, two, and three, and that, that was mostly white space. And just the regular 1040 tax form, that's usually what most older adults use. Is that is that correct, or are... Are there other forms that they might use as well? No, they've they've done away with what used to be 1040A, which was primarily for seniors. That's gone. And also they've done away with the 1040EZ, and that was for um, single younger people, made it very easy for them to do taxes. Those two, unfortunately, they've wiped out. Uh the, the senior can use the 1040 SR if they choose to just for the bigger print, but there's no, there's no difference whatsoever between the 1040 SR and the 1040. So, like, I would recommend seniors not even think about the 1040 SR because you, you're going to think you have to mail in all, uh, you know, two pages instead of just one. Okay, well... We're going to take a break soon, but I wanted to ask you one more question yet about a form. I understand there is something called a non-employee compensation form. I- I explain what, what does that mean? What is it and who uses it or who should use it? What can you tell us? All right. Well, it's called the NEC form, and it should be issued when someone is a self-employed contractor. Now, let's say you hired somebody to do something and you paid them money. You should be issuing them a Form NEC. Unfortunately, there have been some confusion over this form because of the rules, that the way they were written, where people who receive payments for food assistance during 2020 are receiving them, but they must not ignore them even though they never should have received them. And if they do, is there anything that they should report? Or, or what well, would they do if they have them? They should report it and then wipe out the money by saying they had other expenses. Because let's say you were really self-employed, okay? Well, you would show all the money you received but then you subtract from that money your expenses, like your car expenses. Uh, if you somebody hired you and they said, now you have to go out and buy this uniform. Well, you'd subtract the cost of the uniform from what they paid you because they're requiring the uniform. Okay. Well, we're going to take a break right now. We have been talking with Jim Morris, Tax Aid with the AARP Tax Aid Program and the IRS Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program. And you are listening to WERALP Arlington 96.7 FM. We'll be right back. Aging Matters is sponsored in part by the Aging Life Care Association, an organization of aging life care professionals. Aging life care professionals offer guidance, advocacy, and support for older adults and their families in order to maximize quality of life. 
An aging life care professional can be there for your loved one when you can't be. More information about the Aging Life Care Association is available at www.midatlanticalca.org. Welcome back. We are talking with Jim Morris, tax aide with the AARP Tax Aid Program and the IRS Volunteer Income Tax Assistant Program. And we had a lot of information in the first half about some technical issues and what folks needed to know. So we want to start learning more about these programs that are available in Arlington for older adults. Um, And so, Jim, give us an overview. What are these programs that you're involved with that are available for older adults to get their 2020 taxes prepared? Is, is there a charge? Where are they located? Is an, is an appointment necessary? What can you tell us? Well, there are two free IRS programs in Arlington. One is called VITA, which is Volunteer Income Tax Assistance, which has income limits. And the other is TCE, which is Tax Counseling for the Elderly, also known as AARP Tax Aid. The VITA site is located on South Highland Street near Columbia Pike. And the TCE sites are located on Clarendon Boulevard in the courthouse area and also in the same building as VITA. Uh, For this year, appointments are required everywhere. Now, for more information, use Google and enter Arlington County Free Tax Preparation. I'm going to repeat that. Arlington County Free Tax Preparation. Now, this is going to show up under Public Assistance Heading. And it will give you the information on this four sites they list, but one is in Falls Church. What you do not want to click on is the library entry because it doesn't have everything and it's not up to date. Okay, well, that's that's very helpful in terms of finding out the information. Let's talk a little bit about the the volunteers or, or the, the preparers. Are they volunteers? I think that's the case because you've been doing this a long time. But uh, give us some more information about their qualifications, their training. Do you, do you have to meet certain requirements in order to be tax preparers? What, what, what is required? Well, yes, the um, tax counselors are volunteers. There's no special experience required because the training is provided. For VITA, the minimum training is called BASIC. But for TCE, the minimum is advanced, which covers the more complicated parts of the taxes. And in both cases, you have to pass a test. And how long is the training, Jim? Some of the training is like self-training. Uh, if someone's coming in for the first year, the training can be as much as a week. And is it preferred that, I mean, you said there isn't necessarily qualifications, but 
Is it more likely that somebody who's had a tax background or done this before? I mean, is there any kind of interview before people take this training? Or No, because um, let's say you want to help, but you really don't want to do taxes, okay? Um, you can be a, a greeter. Uh, you could be a screener. Uh, so those don't require that you fill out the taxes. The person filling out the taxes has to be somebody that's very accurate, okay? If you're kind of like, uh, well, that's close enough for government work, uh, you don't want to be actually physically doing the taxes. Well, that makes good sense. How about the qualifications for people who are in need of having their uh, tax form prepared? Is, are, are there certain qualifications for older adults to, uh, to, to get this free tax preparation? Well, for VITA, persons uh, making uh, less than $57,000, but for TCE, there's no income limits. However, certain situations are, quote, out of scope, unquote, which means training has not been provided. An example would be uh, rental income. If someone has rental income, we can't do their return. Or let's say someone is self-employed. If they end up with a loss, we can't do it. Or if they have other people working for them, we can't do it. Now, what I've done sometimes is someone will have a loss and I'll say, you know, you've got a loss, you're going to have to go to a paid preparer. But if you choose to not claim all your expenses and you have a, end up with some income, we can do your taxes. Okay, so now people know whether they can qualify or not. What do you tell people, or, and, or I guess I was wondering if this information is also online when they look this up, but what do they need to bring for preparing the tax return? Let's start with that. Okay. Um, if they go to the, that website I mentioned earlier, that has a very nice list both in English and Spanish, of what to bring. And that what that would be would be a photo ID, Social Security cards for all persons on the return, last year's return, all the tax documents, and uh, a check or the checkbook for any direct deposits or debits. Now, if someone is coming back to the same site, it would only take about, oh, 30 minutes to do their return because it would basically be an update of what was on last year's return. Now, if they're new, it could take an hour or more uh, because you have to enter all the information, not just update information. And when a person brings all of this information to you or any other tax preparer, do they just wait for it to be done? Walk us through kind of the process. If somebody, once people make this appointment, tell us what happens uh, to, for them to get their taxes done. 
Well, you should be aware that this year, because of the pandemic, the process is very different from previous years. Everything is by appointment with masks and social distancing required. For the TCE, it has become rather involved with a long telephone call plus a large packet to complete. And then there's a, a drop-off appointment followed by a pickup appointment. And normally those happen the same day. Now, for our VITA site, we're doing one-on-one, which is the way we used to do it. But there's hand-washing, there's masks, there's a six-foot uh, di- di- uh, distancing so it's it's a little bit different, but it's people are more comfortable, you know, doing it that way. And do they wait for their taxes to be done there, or do they drop them off and then they come back and pick it up? For VITA, they come by appointment and we do their taxes. In the past, it used to be we were open from you know, uh, seven, seven o'clock to nine o'clock, first come, first serve. And if we run out of time, sorry, you'll have to come back another time. Um, the way the TCE works is in the morning, we receive the completed packets. They just come in, drop them off. But during the drop-off process, we double-check to make sure they've written down the right information, such as is the Social Security number written on the piece of paper the right number? Is the name readable? Things like that. So they drop it off usually in the morning. And then in the afternoon, after the taxes have been uh, done by a counselor and then reviewed by somebody, which is called quality review, once the quality review is completed, then the person is called and told to come back between 2 and 4 p.m. for the pickup. It's not really a schedule like it is in the morning. Okay. And just to remind folks, again, you've been referring the TCE, TCE, that's the AARP tax aid program, and VITA stands for Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program. Correct. They're, they're, they're similar. They used to be very different. Uh, VITA used to be for young, uh, young families with low income. And TCE was dedicated to seniors. So the training was very different. The training for VITA uh, was very basic. They didn't talk about sale of home, uh, selling of stock, uh, dividends, things like that. Okay. And the intake form, is is that, uh, what is it? How is it used? What can you tell us about that? All right. The intake form is four pages long where basic information is recorded and questions are answered. And the answer to the question are yes, no, or unsure. Now, with the uh, TCE, there's many more pages, at least 20 pages, where the taxpayer will not be sitting down with the counselor 
to answer specific questions. So we have to get all the information written down where before you'd just be talking to them and asking them, what about this, what about that? Okay, so the intake form is really uh, for the, the volunteer tax preparer to get all the information that he or she will need to do the form. Right, like for, for a dependent, we want the dependent's name, their social security number, when they were born, that type of thing so that we know which, which kind of credits uh, would apply for this dependent. Okay, and and all the other information, too, that would be needed, right? Oh, right. Did you get unemployment? Yeah. Uh, did you get Social Security? So that when you're doing the taxes, if they said yes and you have no papers on it, you can begin to ask them, you know, well, you said you got Social Security. Where's the statement from Social Security to tell us how much you got from Social Security for the whole year? Okay, so it's really kind of making sure that, that the tax preparer is properly prepared to, to do the taxes. Right, it's a checklist for you to make sure you got everything. Okay, and we talked a little bit before about itemized deductions in, instead of uh, not itemizing. Help us understand, when is it better to use itemized deductions instead of standard deductions? Even though itemized might be less, or... right? Normally, you'd want to, you know, you'd want to get the most. Sometimes, when the difference between the two is small, you can more than make up the difference on your Virginia taxes because the itemized total, less the amount for Virginia income tax, is much better than Virginia's standard deduction. So it would be done both ways. Then you'll add the federal result to the Virginia result and then compare the two to see which way is better. And you mentioned about the state. I'm assuming, obviously, we're talking about Virginia. Right. This, this, uh, this, I'm only talking about Virginia. It, okay. wouldn't, it wouldn't apply in Maryland or D.C. Okay. And... You had suggested I ask a question about the the state sales tax deduction. When is it beneficial to use the state sales tax deduction rather than the state tax payments, even when the payments are greater? Help, help us understand a little bit more what that means. Well, that's because of the recent cap of $10,000 for itemized state income tax, real estate taxes, and personal property taxes. If you switch to the state uh, to the state sales tax, then when you get over to Virginia, where normally you would subtract the Virginia state income tax withheld, you don't have to do that with the sales tax. So you no longer are reducing your itemized deductions. You get all your itemized deductions to use when you're doing your Virginia return. Jim, what would you tell us in terms of preparing tax forms online? Um, obviously, we have these programs that are available, but you have to have certain qualifications uh, to be eligible for free tax preparation 
give us some advice about whether it's a good idea to prepare tax forms online, and and if so, what are the resources that are available to do that? Yes, uh, the older adults can do their taxes online using three available programs. One is called Free File, and you choose a software company that matches your situation, and some will include free state returns. Another one, which, which I would recommend, is called Facilitated Self-Assistance, or FSA, and it uses the TurboTax program to complete both the federal and the state return. And that is available at some sites, not all sites. And the good part about that is there's a coach at the site to provide any assistance that you might might need. And there's somebody you can actually talk to? Yes. And are they there all the time or... Yeah, they, they are there. The only thing is, like, let's say three people come in and they're all working on their taxes. Well, you may have to wait a little while till the person is available because they're helping somebody else. Okay. But my concern is is that there's lots of folks out there who don't even use the computer or uh, are not very computer savvy. Is, is that a good reason then for these older adults to seek assistance um, as far as getting their taxes done? Help us on that because, as I said, it's, it's difficult for older adults sometimes to really navigate the, the computer. Well, this time around, because of a variety of the tax changes, and some of them at the last minute, because they even made changes this year, affecting last year's taxes, it would be wise to not attempt to do the taxes by yourself. Uh, the end result, would you, you would probably end up paying more taxes than you have to. And you're suggesting then to either get a professional tax preparer if they're not eligible to come to these tax assistance programs or I, I so I guess that's my first question. Would that they should look for someone else to help them prepare their taxes or a professional? Well, see, you could do your own taxes if you're going to look back at last year. Then you'd have no idea what the changes are. Anything new that you might be eligible for an extra credit or things like that. That's why I would not recommend trying to do it yourself. Um, you want to try to find uh, one of these free programs. Now, um, because uh, the, of the change for the deadline, um, all of the free programs were slated to end by April 15th. And uh, all of them have extended their time. The, uh, the one at Courthouse is going till the end of April. The two that are on South Highland Street are going uh, to the Friday and the Saturday before the 17th of May. So they've, you know, added extra time. And then that means extra appointments are now available. 
And one of the things that I said during my introduction is, is that volunteer tax preparers like yourself are also available to answer questions of from people who are are trying to do them, you know, their tax form themselves. Is there a certain time that they would have to call or do you have like a consultation appointment or how does that part work if they can do it themselves, but they just got a question that or two or three that they need to ask you or one of your colleagues? How does that work, Jim? Uh, Well, this year it doesn't work for the most part, okay? In prior years, they could just come by and, you know, we would do the best to answer, answer their questions. Um, they could try to come by, you know, when, when the location is open and we can try to answer their question, but we're more involved in, you know, uh, the appointments, you know, for people bringing the stuff in and the people, uh, having their taxes done in the case of VITA or uh, picking up the return uh, in the afternoon for the TCE locations. What happens if an individual can't pay their taxes in full? What, what are the options? Uh, okay, there, there are basically two options, and that is an installment agreement or an extension of time to pay, which could be up to six months. Now, just be aware, the setup fee for the installment agreement can range from $31 to $225, so it's really not a very good option. That So, I thought you said there was two options? Right. One, one is the installment agreement, which is, should be their last choice. And the other one is an extension of time to pay. And how how does that determine? Who do they kind of choose which one yeah, they, they want? Yeah, they pick and choose what they want. What we normally do is recommend to the people, pay as much as you can right now, regardless of which other choice you make. And then if within six months you can come up with the rest of the money, that's your best bet because this – you know, I mean, charging you just to set up an installment agreement, that's more money you got to pay. All right. And what about uh, a, a tax debt? Uh, can can an IRS tax debt be forgiven? Uh, well, it, it can be reduced, but it's never forgiven in full. And the way this happens is you ne- you do you do negotiate with the IRS and you need to prove that you are not likely to have enough money to ever pay them back. And part of this quote offer in compromise unquote agreement will be that that you're going to file any missing tax years and you're going to file future tax returns on time and that if you're going to get any refunds, you're not going to get them. They won't be paid to you because, again, they're trying to get their money back that they've, you know, said you don't have to pay. 
And Jim, when when these kind of situations that people can't pay their taxes in full or there's a tax debt, it's it's really what how does that part go forward? The tax preparer has said, well, this is how much you're going to have to pay or or whatever the situation. But after that, it's really up to the taxpayer and the IRS to sort of negotiate how this is going to play out. What happens then after, I'm just curious, because... Well, normally what happens, Cheryl, is somebody decides to to stop paying taxes, okay? And after a couple of years, the IRS writes them a letter and says, what's going on here? And then they say, if you don't reply, you don't do anything, we're going to garnish your wages, we can take your house, we can take your business, and they can. So that becomes the wake-up call for the person to try to figure out, well, how am I going to pay maybe these tens of thousands of dollars that they owe because they haven't bothered to pay taxes in several years. So eventually they're going to get you one way or the other. Exactly. One other question yet, how much can a retired person earn without paying taxes? Is there an age limit for paying taxes? Kind of what are the criteria there? Well, if a retiree uh, decided they wanted to have a paying job, the likelihood is they're going to be paying taxes because with the money they get with this new job, plus their retirement and other taxable income, that total would probably exceed the $14,050 threshold for a single person. Now, as far as, you know, when, when, what age can you look forward to to stop paying taxes? There is no age limit. So if someone is over 100 years old and has taxable income over that 14K amount, they will be paying taxes. So I guess no matter how old you get, even though people honor folks who are over 100 or whatever, they still have to pay taxes. That's right. Remember death and taxes? Yes, yes. <laughs> they weren't kidding. Well, I guess that's that's the way it goes. So you have been providing a lot of information here about the resources uh, as to where people can get their taxes prepared and whatever. Could you go over those again? What what are the best resources for answers about federal and state tax topics? And tell us again about these programs, how people can find out. Well, let me start with tax topics. There's a you know, a booklet that you need to do the 1040 if you're going to do it yourself. But if you have access to online, you can look through the pages of the uh, booklet and they have certain things called tax topics listed in there. You can also go to the IRS website and there'll be topics on that. In addition, the IRS has hundreds of uh, booklets on specific subjects. Like, let's say you're planning to sell your home and you're wondering what's involved in tax-wise in doing that. There'll be a publication called Selling Your Home, and you'll want to either order that or print it if you've got a lot of paper and ink um, 
you can do that online. And what about the, uh, the these programs that you're involved with? Tell us again how people can contact them. If you go to the website uh, that I gave earlier, let me look back on my notes here and repeat that. Arlington County Free Tax Preparation. It's going to list the four locations, three of which are in Arlington. They're going to give you the phone number to call. Now, so someone isn't going to answer that phone. You're going to get a message, and they're going to ask you to leave your name and phone number. Someone's going to call you back and talk to you, uh, and they will have expected you to fill out, if required, that packet of information. There'd be one phone number for uh, the VITA site, There'll be a different phone number for the courthouse site, and there'll be a third number for the other TCE site, which is co-located at um, South Harrison Street. Okay. Well, I want to thank Jim Morris, and he's the tax aide with the AARP Tax Aid Program and the IRS Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program. So thank you, Jim, for joining me today. And if you want to learn more about Aging Matters, you can visit the website, which is www.agingmattersonline.com. At this site, you can access all the Aging Matters radio and the TV show content, as well as check out the podcasts on Apple and Spotify. And in fact, this program will be on those podcasts uh, later today. Be sure to subscribe to the Aging Matters monthly email newsletter. That way you can receive updates about all new radio shows as well as TV episodes. Aging Matters is produced in association with Ink Mouth Media. You can learn more about that uh, at inkmouthmedia.com. So thank you for listening to Aging Matters, especially this 200th broadcast. And we're very proud that Aging Matters has been here to serve you for so many episodes. Congratulations, Cheryl. Your dedication and concern for Arlington's older residents is greatly appreciated. Thank you, Jim. But also, remember, age is just a number, not a label. I'll be back again with you next week. Aging Matters on WERA is brought to you in part by Synergy Home Care. Synergy Home Care provides premier in-home care for you or your loved one throughout Northern Virginia, including personal care, homemaker services, companion and memory care, and transportation. Call 703-558-3435 or visit SynergyHomeCare.com for more information. Synergy Home Care will find a care solution to meet your needs.